0: Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs click on go to for money save tire and service deals today Dobbs with 43 locations real deals are always close by
1: news notes and nuggets it's time for the Rutherford report with our Blues insider Jeremy Rutherford brought to you by Scott Lee Heating Company a proud Mitsubishi electric elite contractor.
0: Jeremy Rutherford joins us in studio. He's the blues insider for The Athletic and 101 ESPN. You can find his work over at The Athletic. Follow him on Twitter at JP Rutherford. He joins us now, not via the 101 ESPN hotline, instead, right here in studio. JR, what's up,
2: man? Well, this was uh, I had to drive a quite a bit of ways out of my way to get here. But I figured this is the way, the only way my son could see me, because that's all he does is watch YouTube. So,
1: well, look at that beautiful mug on YouTube right now. He's probably thinking, my dad's good looking.
0: (laughs) JR, I gotta start with this question. (laughs) What's the number one power play for the Blues right now?
1: The number based on what you saw earlier today. Who is on the number one power? Remember what we've talked about prior where you want to side with me rather than BK. He doesn't even have <laughs> any background on this. A lot
2: of times I start siding with somebody not knowing who I'm siding with, and then yeah. I just
1: hear you guys cheer. Yeah, that's yeah. Right. I'm like, oh, okay, You'll I guess I'll seconds with
2: that guy. No, we talked to Craig Ruby about the power play afterwards, and he said he was going for balance here. So I don't think we're looking at a number one power play. But what he did say, guys, is that uh, you know some of the guys that he's moved around, he's done so because he thinks that maybe they're more adept at, let's say, getting shots off from the wall, Uh, and that's what I saw a lot of in today's practice. And at first I thought, okay, maybe that's coincidence. I watched a couple – uh, you know, plays where they were really letting it rip. But then when I asked Bruby about it, he said, "No, we need more shots. We're going for more shots." I think that's at the point where Good. where they have to be.
1: Yeah,
0: uh, I'm looking at. But who do you think will be on the ice first? The shut crew, up, crew, man. You know, right?
2: <laughs> shut up. He just said. Who so, it's yeah, okay, be. let me say Okay, so without knowing because I didn't get a chance to listen on the way in, well, uh, let me look at these units: Thomas Bucinovic, Falk, Brana Kapanen, Krug, Kairushin, Hayes, Saad is the other one. I am going to go with.
1: Make the right decision. The Thomas power Let's play.
0: go! Let's go! <laughs> I'll be shocked. It's not going to happen. That's not happening.
1: No, no chance. He just knows exactly where... The number one unit is the number one center would be the number one power play unit, or the number one quarterback on the power play would is be the Justin Falk <laughs> on the number one power play unit with Robert Thomas and Pavel Buchnevich. Hey, and
2: typically, you do say that, right? That the, the point guy, you know, mm-hmm. the number of the quarterback is going to be that number one power play unit. However, the power play is one for twenty one,
1: <laughs> so there's really not a number one power play <laughs> unit, sure, sir. Uh, JR. So I'm looking at these lines, and look, they're breaking them up. Kairos playing with Shen and Saad now, and Kapanen gets an opportunity with the top. I understand Yakub Verana was a healthy scratch, but at some point, do you see the need to put a Yakub Verana in your top six just to get more offense? Or do you think this is as balanced as you can ask with those lines?
2: Yeah, I think what Craig Bruby is doing here is obviously going for that balance. He's going for a change. Uh, you're moving, you're splitting up Thomas and Cairo, you're putting Kapanen on that top line, which I'm kind of intrigued. You know, how does yeah. it look? I'm not saying he's a top line player, but I think that he can skate You know, he provides stability at both ends. So I think that he can handle that assignment. Uh, In terms of Vrana, I think if he were doing the other things that the coaching staff were looking for, i.e. his healthy scratch led to that, I think he'd already maybe have that chance. I think it's those deficiencies and whatever headbutting went on behind the scenes in terms of him being a healthy scratch is why he's not in that spot. Because, you know... He hasn't played top six minutes necessarily with the Blues, but I think he's got that potential. The one thing is the ice time. I mean, he's 12, 13 minutes. Yeah. Like, who ever? We're talking about this guy being a potential 30-goal scorer at
0: the beginning of the year. You know, 30-goal scorers don't play 12 or 13 minutes. Right. And that's something where I, I I do understand to a degree where Craig Burby's coming from. Like, the turnover that he had. You put out the video, I believe, over on Twitter. It it can't happen. Like, that's just one of those things that, that cannot happen in that spot. This entire team is making turnovers that can't happen. You've got a lot of guys that are going out there and aren't producing for you offensively. I loved your piece that you had with Verona the other day where you asked him, you know, what, what's going on here? And he, he kind of turned the question on you and said, hey, what kind of a player do you think that I am? And he said, well, you're a goal scorer that skates well. And he said, that's exactly what I am. I kind of understand both perspectives. And I can I, I get why there would be some headbutting maybe potentially involved in this And I I don't know if that's something that can be fixed. If Rana at this point in time is the player that he's been, he's a fully formed guy. This isn't some 21 year old. That's just getting his first crack into the NHL. And he thinks his best way to get that next contract is by scoring 25 or 30 goals. It's kind of hard to convince that guy, well, I need you to I need you to start working on this other stuff. You're back checking, right. you're forechecking. I, I don't know really how you get that point across if the player isn't necessarily receptive. To right, BK.
2: And it's one thing if he's a 25, 26-year-old guy who's been with the Blues organization his entire life, sure. and you're just trying to convince this guy, hey, this is the way we need to play. But you're talking about a guy who's on a third organization. I realize that he had some success in Washington. They won a cup. He was a good player there. And it was just a cup of coffee in Detroit. But now you're talking third team where it, with all three franchises, You're talking about, you know, is there a willingness to play that all-around game? And, you know, he says... What kind of player am I? I said offensive-minded player. But you look at other players on the team. Kyra's an offensive-minded player, but you still got to get that out of him, right? That's what Craig Berube's been trying to do for a couple of years, and now we're starting to see that. So especially with what the Blues are trying to do right now and play a team-oriented system, they have to have everybody on board. If you let anybody off the hook, it's just not going to work. And I believe what Craig Berube says, he's got to be harder on guys. He's got to make tougher decisions. If it pisses people off, it you know so be it. He's got to make these types of decisions. And he did that finally with Verona.
1: So I'm going to preface this question, J.R., because I'm the guy that always sits there and says like, it's not the coach. It's not the coach. But if, if this continues where you just see the inconsistent play, and I know a lot of fans probably are already questioning it. When do you start questioning the coach?
2: Well, it's a, it's a fair question and it's a question that you have to entertain at these points of, you know, what's going on with the franchise right now to me Craig Berube has had a lot of success with this organization, but the Stanley Cup honeymoon has worn off a long time ago. Now everybody has to evolve. Everybody has to adapt. Last year, okay, you look at the year and you say, that was awful. You identify that he's not the problem, at least Doug Armstrong did, obviously ownership did, and then you bring back a roster that you think can be competitive while you're retooling, right? But now you're in a situation where, you're putting pressure on Craig Berube to win with a roster that is probably not a contender and may not be a playoff team and asking him to get results. Obviously, if if his message is heard and this team plays hard every night, then he's going to keep his job through this retool. If it becomes a situation where you just see this type of inconsistency and you see, look at the power play, look at the lack of scoring, look at all these areas that just aren't, you know, operating where they should be, then I think there's going to be some question about Craig Brubian's job. Now, when he had three years left on his deal, do you sit here and consider it? You know, probably not. Now you got, he's he's got this year and he's got next year. Right. You know, it becomes part of the conversation. But if it's me, there every day, objective viewpoint, I think he's still a guy who can get the job. And you have to say, considering with the pieces that he has right now but at some point if this continues that's the the bridge we're gonna have to cross our
0: guest is jeremy rutherford you can find his work over at the athletic i referenced it a little bit ago he had a great piece with uh yakub vrana on why he was benched what led to that decision the healthy scratch for a couple of games and what he needs to do to get himself back into the good graces of the coaching staff he's back into the lineup jr i did want to ask you you mentioned if they aren't playing hard do you think that what we've seen in their losses this year is a lack of effort? Is it a lack of execution? Like what what has led to this in your mind? Because I I got to be honest, I don't necessarily watch the games and say to myself, "Man, they're not trying hard." I I sometimes see a lack of skill and a lack of talent on the ice.
2: Yeah, and that goes back to what I said a second ago. Is the talent there? Is it a contending team? Are we evaluating this roster, this lineup on a nightly basis as a contender or are we evaluating it as a retool? And I'm not saying let anybody off the hook. I'm just saying that you have to be honest about what the goal is here and what the, what the team looks like. So uh, in terms of effort, I think it's been there for the most part. I think you can look at a couple of the games and question it, and I did uh, ask Craig Burby about the effort after a couple of those games and he, he goes, I just don't see that that's the issue right there. What I think is you get into a situation where the Blues get chasing and they're backed into their zone. We know they've spent so much time in their defensive zone this year, and I think you get to the point where you fall behind and now you're kind of chasing things and you're in your zone for 45 seconds and you're like, like what, are we, what are we doing here? Like, I'm trying to go make this play. Play, but you know, I don't necessarily think that's going to put us... in I'm giving everything I have to make this team better but then the results aren't there and then you kind of start to question everything and I think that's what we've seen from the, this Blues team in the past year or two when things don't go well it kind of looks like the effort's not there, but I think it's a combination uh, that, that deals a lot with what you talk about is not as much skill as the teams they're playing.
1: So if that's the case, then do you feel like they have the right nucleus in place to take them out of this retool, or is that still remain to be seen for Doug Armstrong? So to be honest, I think
2: they do have some players who can help the situation, but I think you're caught in the middle of some contracts and you're kind of forced to put guys in certain roles and count on certain guys to get you through this retool. Like if Doug Armstrong could just sit back and and take a scratch pad and say, ideally, I would like this, this, and this in terms of trying to get this thing turned around, I would love to do that. But he can't do that. Like he's handcuffed himself with some of the contracts. There's been some poor performance by a number of these players. He tried to make the trade with Krug that didn't go through. So I think it's more of a situation where – These are the cards that he's dealt himself, and these are the cards that they have. So this is what they have to roll with. I I just don't think there's much wiggle room, even if you wanted to change the situation.
0: Final question for you. We can get you out of here on this. At what point do you feel like you have a good idea of what this team is? How many games into the season do we need to get? Yeah, we're not there yet through seven, but yeah. at what point are
2: we? Yeah, it's interesting you ask because uh, I was uh, cursors blinking on the laptop the other day. I always say that and you're thinking, okay, how do I describe this situation? Uh, it was before and after the Vancouver game, and I thought uh, what's the what's the number of games? Is it 15? Is it 20? Is it 20? Oh, I just watched that game. It's seven. <laughs> like, I know what this team is. It's seven <laughs> games. Like, that's who this team is. Last
0: year it felt like it was ten. Yeah, after ten we had a pretty really good did, idea because yeah? that was when army came out and he was like hey this is unacceptable what is happening right now has to change and if he's going to come out at that point it feels like he had a pretty good idea at that point of what this team was
2: bk the the magic number with a lot of coaches is 20 you talk to ken hitchcock all the gms you know it's usually uh 20 games but i think that people have to be realistic that you can see it after 8 10 12 games you can And, and you know Doug Armstrong came out, talked to the media last year, like you said, after eight or ten games, and nothing got better. Let me look at some stats here real quick. I'll be quick with this. Look at
1: this guy going BK route (laughs) on us. (laughs) I'm I'm waiting. He's got his glasses and everything.
2: Numbers nerd here. Goals per game, 1.86. That's 31st in the league. Uh, Power play, 4.8%. That's 32nd last in the league. Five on five goals for nine. That's 31st in the league. Five on five goals against 12. That's 22nd in the league. From my experience covering teams, when you see numbers like that, they don't get dramatically better. Maybe they're 29, 30, 31, 32 in some of these categories. And by the end of the year, we're going to be talking about them being 23, 24, 25. These numbers that I just read to you guys, they don't get in the top 10 by the end of the year. This yeah. is kind of who you are. I mean, you know, I'm sure there's exceptions where teams have turned it around and got hot, things like that. We saw the 2019 team, uh, but I don't think that this is that year. I don't think this is that roster. So unless these numbers start to get better soon, you know, I think by the twenty game mark, the thirty game mark, we're going
1: to be way past where we know this team to be. Let me throw one more in here, uh, Jr. Because uh, Eric Francis put this out on Sportsnet a little bit ago about the Calgary oh, Flames. Noah Hannafin, here we go. Yeah, come here. well, welcome to Noah <laughs> Hannifin, but maybe not just one him. There's Elias Lindholm you could talk about. Oh, okay. At what point, if you're Doug Armstrong, if if another team is struggling, that you look at it and you say, okay, maybe our core is not right, their core is not right. Do you pursue a trade like that or do you just stick with what you've stated that, hey, this is a three-year retool and we're going to let these guys figure it out as we go?
2: Yeah, so when you're a reporter, you have to constantly, when you're scrolling through Twitter, look at every situation, every headline that you see and say – Okay, could this affect the blues? Could this affect the blues? How do I approach this? How do I investigate this to see if this could be I gotta admit though, when Justin Falk was available, I didn't think he no, was coming to see those. No. Nobody thought that. But I think when I when I stopped and I saw that Calgary headline about they're gonna put a hold on contract talks and, you know, could blow this thing up, there are a couple players on that team who I think could help a team in the position that the blues are. And I think if we continue to see what we're seeing, there's gonna have to be some change. I, I don't think you can continue to roll the rest of this season. Obviously you're not gonna to, you know go without making changes in the offseason right but I, I think that you have to take advantage of some certain situations there was a situation in philadelphia braden shenz available you make that trade look how it, there are types of moves like that that doug armstrong can make in season even with where the team is to not only help it now but help it in the future and i think calgary is a good example of that
0: he's jeremy rutherford you can find his work over on the athletic you can regularly on 101 ESPN as well and follow him on Twitter at J.P. Rutherford. Jr. thanks for stopping by, man. Happy Appreciate the Halloween, time. boys. Have fun with those kiddos Damn.
2: tonight. Jr. Same dressed to up
1: today for us. He did. Looks like Michael Scott. <laughs> Come on, my reporter outfit. Yeah, his reporter outfit. Beat are you writer. guys
0: going trick or treating
2: outside? Typically, you'll sit out in the driveway, right, with the fire and yeah, the, we're, we're in skipping the, cooler. the There's no way. No I'm chance. inside.
1: Not you change. guys are soft. I'm gonna yeah. stay out there till midnight tonight. <laughs> no, you're <not>. liar. <laughs> you, you are such a liar. I actually, I had this. There's discussion. no
0: chance you're interacting with other humans. Yeah. Well, I am.
1: I'm interacting with my sister, my brother-in-law, Speaking my mom, of, not, not strangers. My dad. <laughs> no, not strangers.
2: Are you kidding me? Speaking of young kids, like yeah, what's up with the baby food? Is it coming up next? Oh,
1: or, it's no. been coming up into this trash can. Over here, uh, the next one up is uh oh, yeah, listen to the this sweet bear. potato and turkey. Yeah, he's soft. He sh- I told him to get the puree beef, and he's like, Man, that's gonna be too gross. Looks chunky. Did oh, you hear that? God. Here, yeah, here, listen. Oh, God. let me play you the sound that I just found when I was cutting up somebody over here of BK reacting to eating baby food. <coughs> Oh, God. <laughs> That's a sound I never <laughs> want to hear again. To a woman, woman. JR, Thanks, a and boys. Jeremy
0: Rutherford. Appreciate him uh. as always. You can always hear him on BK and Ferrario each and every Tuesday.